0: Welcome on into the Wasatch Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, CJ Dieters, and in today's episode we are going to be going over the bracket for the playoffs, all potential matchups and matchups that are already set and ready to go, and kind of an outlook on how I think things will go, but, you know, we're going to be focusing more on the, uh, the first round matchups, um, not really into the second round and and further on. Um, so first off the Clippers are going to be going up against the Dallas Mavericks. Um, this, this series is going to be very interesting to watch. I think the Clippers definitely have the advantage in this, but the Mavericks are a very good team. Um, the defensive matchups for both these teams are just... They're tough for each other. Um, you know, the uh, the Clippers have really good perimeter defenders in Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and uh, Patrick Beverly. However, Dallas' main player, Luka Doncic, is a matchup problem for all three of those guys. He's a primary ball handler which is tougher for both Kawhi and Paul George. They kind of like to to basically be on the secondary guy for a team. Um not the person that's bringing the ball up the court, that's running the offense, but more the uh you know, the setup scorer type guy. Kind of like their roles on the deep on the offense end. Um Kristaps Porzingis makes things really tough for for the uh, Clippers. Um, you know they have both Serge Ibaka and Ivica Zubac, who are pretty good at defending the rim, but you don't want them chasing around on the three point line after Kristaps to you know so that they you lose their defense near the basket. Um, but I think I think the Clippers have enough personnel defensively to to get by. You know, on top of those, there are three great defenders and those two centers I mentioned. You still have Marcus Morris who's a very good uh defender. Uh Nicholas Batum who can come off the bench is a decent defender. Um, so I think the the Clippers have the advantage there. So when you go to the other side, Clippers offense versus uh Mavericks defense um, I think the Clippers definitely uh, have the advantage there. Um, Kawhi Leonard is one of the best offensive players in the playoffs ever. Um, just with his style of play, his efficiency from the mid-range, um, his ability to get down in the post if you put a smaller guy on him. Um, you know Paul George is such a, an amazingly efficient shooter. Um, Serge Ibaka's ability to stretch out behind the three-point line, it's going to be tough for the Mavericks to cover them. And, you know, they have guys like Josh Richardson, Tim Hardaway Jr., uh, Dorian Finney-Smith, that can help on covering guys like Kawhi and um, Paul George, but they're all pretty undersized compared to those two. You know why is 6'7, listed at 230, but probably closer to 240. And then Paul George is 6'9, about 225. And those three guys I mentioned, you know, Dorian Finney Smith is 6'7, 210. Uh, Josh Richardson is 6'5, 200. Um, Tim Hardaway Jr. is also about to 205. Um, so both in height and weight, they have a disadvantage there. Now, the Mavericks do have Maxi Kleba, who is a very good defender um, and might actually be able to make up for the fact that those other wing defenders aren't as big. Um, at this point, though, I think they, the Mavericks you know, really should have held on to James Johnson instead of trading him away to the Pelicans to get... J.J. Redick because, you know, Redick can help you, you know, he can come off of screens and hit three-pointers, but where the Mavericks really need help is on defending these bigger wings, and that's, you know, James Johnson's department. Um, mm-hmm. So I believe that this series will go to the Clippers, but it pro- it's unlikely that it's a four-game sweep. I'm, I'm expecting Probably a six-game series, maybe even a seven-game series for this one. Um, next is the the Knicks versus the Hawks. <clears throat> um, this is a actually a pretty cool series because the Hawks haven't been to the playoffs in a few years. And the Knicks haven't been to the playoffs since, I think it was 2013? Maybe not that long ago. When the Knicks had... Jason Kidd, Carmel Anthony, Tyson Chandler, all them. Um, You know, and now they're the four four seed. Um, They have a star player in Julius Randle. They have great defenders. Um, So let's get into the matchup here. Uh, Knicks offense versus Hawks defense. The Knicks offense is not very good. Um, They run everything through Julius Randle. Um, now guarding him with, uh, John Collins is going to be difficult. John Collins has gotten better as a defender as his career has gone on, but he's not a, a good defender. Um, so I think Julius Randle definitely has the advantage there. Um, if they decide to run, uh, DeAndre Hunter against him, you know, I think DeAndre Hunter can do a better job on Julius Randle, but now you got to put John Collins on one of the wings, like R.J. Barrett or Reggie Bullock, and I don't think they want him chasing those guys around out there. Um, as far as the centers for the Knicks, you know, Mitchell Robinson, Merlin's no- Noel, um, Taj Gibson, they're all very good defensive centers, but I think Clint Capella is by far a superior center to those, all three of those guys. Um, so I think the Hawks have the advantage there. Um, when it comes to the wings, um, I think they'll probably put DeAndre Hunter on R.J. Barrett. And I think DeAndre Hunter is a, an extremely talented defender. Um, so that, that'll actually be a really interesting matchup between those two because R.J. Barrett's become better as an offensive player. But going up against a defender as good as Hunter is is going to be tough for him. Um, after that, you know, Kevin Herter versus Reggie Bullock. Really, he just needs to make sure he stays at the three point line with Bullock. Um, <clears throat> Trey Young against, let's see, or yeah, Trey Young up against uh, Alfred Payton. This is the big reason that the Knicks really needed to add another point guard other than Derrick Rose, which Derrick Rose gives them a a boost off the bench, but their starting point guard position is pretty weak. Um, Now, Alfred Payton is a lot bigger than Trey Young, so maybe he can post him up a little bit, but he can't really spread the floor. So this is actually a very good matchup for Trey Young, who's not a good defender, but Alfred Payton's not a great offensive player either. Um, so I would say the Hawks probably have the advantage defensively against the Knicks offense, but it's close. Um, we may also see Bogdan Bogdanovich get the start, um, instead of DeAndre Hunter, which Bogdanovich is a good defender, but I think if he's starting over Hunter, now the, the Knicks will probably have the advantage on the offense versus their defense. um, now, when we flip it, Hawks offense versus Knicks defense. Um, as long as the Knicks can keep uh, Trae Young contained for the most part, I think the Knicks by far have the advantage here on the defense end. But if Trae Young is allowed to really do whatever he wants out there, um, you know he's got weapons down low in John Collins and Clint Capella. He's got guys in Bogdanovich, in Hunter, and. Uh, herder that can hit the three um, so I'm gonna give this slight advantage to the Knicks as far as the way I see this series playing out I'm guessing it's a seven game series at least six games um, I don't, I don't know we may get a surprise and that this ends up in a sweep but I'm I'm gonna say the Knicks in seven. But I would not be surprised to see the the Hawks win this series either. Um, so next up is the Nuggets versus the Portland Trailblazers. Um, this is gonna be probably probably the best series to watch. if you' if you're gonna tune in for a series, this is probably the one to watch. Um, you know the both teams are not good defensively. This is going to be a series where you're going to see games finish with a score of 130 to 128. Um, It's going to be a lot of scoring, not a lot of defense. Um, So if that's the style of basketball you like to watch, that's going to be fun. Um, The big thing is going to be, are the Nuggets going to have enough guards healthy? If they do, I think they definitely have the advantage in this series. Um, You know, Yusuf Nurkic is a good defensive center, but Nikola Jokic is just so versatile offensively that it's going to be hard to stop him. Um, They could possibly um, put... Oh, never mind, I forgot. I I don't know where I was going with that. I was going to say they could put... Aaron Gordon on him, but... Aaron Gordon's on the Nuggets, not on the Trailblazers. Um, Yeah, that's... It's going to be tough for them to cover him. Um, Yeah, I think... I think this series is just going to come down to the fact that the... The Trailblazers are not going to be able to defend the Nuggets well enough to... To win enough games to win this series. Now... It's possible that, you know, Damian Lillard just absolutely goes off. Uh, Norman Powell and CJ McCollum give them enough to on the offensive end to overpower the trailbla- or the Nuggets. But I think as long as the Nuggets have some guards that are healthy, you know, have Monte Morris, Facundo Campazo, um, PJ Dozier, Will Barton. As long as they have the majority of those guys healthy, I think it's gonna be the Nuggets ending up winning this series. Um, could end up being a five game, but I'm gonna say the Nuggets win it in this in a six game series. Um, I just don't think the, the Trailblazers have enough to to handle Nikola Jokic and to um, stop guys like Michael stop a guy like Michael Porter Jr. from going off. Next up is a rematch from last year, um, the Bucks versus the Heat. If you remember last year the Bucks were absolutely dominant in the in the regular season, um, had by far the best record in the NBA during the regular season, and met up with the Heat in I believe the th- second round, and the Heat dismantled them. I think they won that game, that series in five games. Now, Giannis Jacopo had a, you know, sprained his ankle during that and was not at 100%. Um, but I also believe that this Heat team is not the same team that they were last year. Um, they made some good additions at the trade deadline, picking up Trevor Riza, Nemanja Bialica, um, and Victor Oladipo, but I I just don't think they have enough this year to, to stop the Bucs. Um, now, as far as the Bucks going forward after that, I think adding Drew Holiday made them a little bit worse than the regular season, but now is the time when they need him. You know, he's going to be defending the Air team's best guard on the offensive end. He's, he can take over and set up the offense if they're doubling Giannis. Um, honestly, I believe this could end up being a sweep, but I'm gonna say Bucks win this series in five games, just because you know guys like Bama DeBayo, Jimmy Butler, Andre Iguodala, and Gora Dragic just make things interesting to where I think the Heat will pull off at least one game in this series, but I'm picking the Bucks in five. So these next four games, four series, are all dependent on the play-in tournament, which is starting uh, today, which is uh, Tuesday. Um, something that I just barely realized today is that the number one series, the number one seed, is actually at a disadvantage with this play-in tournament. Um, so if you don't remember the format, the seven seed will play the eight seed. Um, whoever wins that gets the seven seed. Whoever loses will go against the winner of the 9 and 10 uh, seed game for the 8 seed. So what that means is after that 7-8 game, whoever is the number 2 seed that's going to play the number 7 knows who they'll, who they'll play either today for the East or tomorrow for the West. For the number 1 seed, they have to wait until that 8-8 eight, eight, seed game has gone down, which will happen on Thursday for the East and Friday for the West. So the number two seed actually gets to find out who they're playing two days earlier than the number one seed does, which kind of seems ridiculous to me. I And I just barely realized that that's the way it is. Um, so I think the, the league is going to have to figure out something there to to make that work better because the number one seat should not be penalized um in this format anyway though um so first up the 76ers will play either the celtics the wizards the pacers or the hornets um The, the East is so much weaker than the West is, especially at the bottom. I think the 76ers are easily favored in all of those series. Um, I think the Celtics and the Wizards could probably pull off one game. You know, the Celtics, you know, Jason Tatum and Kemba Walker get hot in one game. They can pull off one. Uh, but I think any of these series will, will end up ending in, Either four or five games uh, for them. Um, the big thing for the pay, uh, for the Sixers to look out for is: Are they going to be fully healthy? Are, is Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris all ready to go? Um, can Danny Green and Seth Curry knock down shots? Um, but again, I think it'll be over in four or five games for those for that series. Um, the other number one is the jazz and that is a lot more interesting than what's going on in the east. Um, The Jazz will have to play either the Lakers, the Warriors, the Grizzlies, or the Spurs. Now if they end up with the Grizzlies or the Spurs, I think they're definitely favored in those and we'll probably make short work of it. But the Warriors, um, like I said in the last episode, have been 15 and 5. Um, in in the last 20 games of the series of of the season the Lakers are only down this far because uh, both LeBron James and Anthony Davis were injured for so so many games Um, now the the Jazz will be fully healthy, they'll have Donovan Mitchell back but this series is going to be a lot more interesting than whatever the Sixers have to deal with. Um, you know, Steph Curry causes a lot of problems for the Jazz. You know, they have really good offensive guards, the Jazz do, but they're going to really struggle with covering Curry. Um, I imagine they'll probably put Royce O'Neal on him instead and just um, just help as much as possible there. But that's going to be a tough matchup. Um, if they end up with the Lakers, um, it's really tough to figure out who's going to guard Anthony Davis. Now, if they, whenever they throw Davis at the center, you know Derek Favors or Rudy Gobert can handle them. But if Andre Drummond or Marcus All or Montrezl Harrell are in the game, uh, those two are going to have to handle those guys. And then, you know, you, you kind of want to put Royce O'Neal on LeBron. So are you? just throwing Boyan Bogdanovich at Anthony Davis and trying to help out as much as possible, um, which is where I've seen the big weakness for the Jazz and something I was hoping that they would address at the trade deadline is how do you guard these bigger forwards <clears throat> bigger forwards, um, or these really quick guards like Steph Curry? Um, but in the end, I think the Jazz have just so much talent on the offensive end and Rudy Gobert just makes everything better on the defense that if it's against the Wizards or the Lakers I think the Jazz win in probably six if it's against the Grizzlies or the Spurs the Jazz win in four or five next up is the the Suns no we'll go to the Nets first so the Nets will play either the Celtics or the Wizards um I think as long as James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving are healthy, these both probably end in sweeps or five games, um, you know, like like I said with the Sixers, you know, Tatum and Walker get, get hot for a game, they can steal one from either the Sixers or the Nets, whoever they're playing, um, and then for the Wizards, you know, Russell Westbrook goes off, Bradley Beal has a 50 point game, something like that, um, they can steal a game there, but, um, I think the Nets, as long as, as long as they're healthy, four, maybe five games for that series. So next is the Suns, and this is probably the series that has the biggest upset, um, potential, um, you know, biggest for the quote-unquote underdog to, to win the series. Um, you now when it comes to the Lakers, you know, Mikael Bridges is a very good defender. Um, so is Jay Crowder. But they're not going to be able to stop LeBron. He just has so much size on on both those guys, especially Mikael Bridges. Um, and then covering Anthony Davis, you know, they, again, you're going to be trying to cover him with, like, Frank Kaminsky or Jay Crowder or Cameron Johnson. I think they're going to have a really tough time there. And then DeAndre Ayton has gotten better, um, defensively as a center, but he's definitely not the same as having Rudy Gobert or Joel Embiid or Anthony Davis back there to cover. Um, as far as going up against the Warriors, um, Chris Paul is a very good defender on the perimeter, but he can't stop Steph Curry. Um, Steph is just so special that you're not going to be able to stop him there. Um, I think the, the way for them to win against the, the Warriors would be to make um, Kelly Oubre, um, Andrew Wiggins, and Draymond Green beat them. And, you know, basically just triple, triple team. Uh, Steph Curry at all times. Make sure that he can't get anything done. And make those uh, supporting cast beat them. Um, Now that being said. The Suns do have a very good offense. You know Chris Paul. Always raises a team's uh, floor. Um, Now it's questionable to whether he can raise their ceiling. To be championship level team. But he can definitely pick you up from being a bad team. To being a very good team. Um, Devin Booker can do a lot of different things on the offensive end. DeAndre Ayton's a very good offensive center and the Warriors really don't have anybody to stop him. Um, you know, Looney is just so undersized. Um, and Dr- same with Draymond Green. And Draymond Green is definitely not the same defender that he was um, just a few years ago. Um, and James Wiseman's out for the year. Um, not that he was really a great defender, but he at least had the size to, to stop somebody like Aiden. Um, so in this in a series against the Lakers, I think that goes six or seven. And I, as long as the Lakers are healthy, I have to give the advantage to the Lakers. Um, in a series against the Warriors for them, um, I think, it, again, it probably goes six or seven games. And... As long as Steph Curry doesn't have the worst shooting slump of his life, I think I have to give the advantage to the Warriors at that point. Um, Which is really weird to say that the number two seed is not favored by me to whoever ends up being the seventh seed. But again, the the Suns have had a great season. They have a very good team. They're deep. Um, So they could surprise me and just completely dismantle whoever they play. Um, yeah, that's, that's our outlook for, for what is upcoming with this playoff series, the, uh, this playoff season. Um, the West is going to be extremely exciting to watch the East. Once you get past the, the first round will become a lot more entertaining. Um, I think that Knicks versus Hawks series will be kind of cool to watch. Um, so with that, I'm going to go ahead and end this episode. Thank you all so much for listening, and bye.